Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers show is brought to you by betonline.ag. Week nine of the NFL season is here. And if you want to place a bet on any of the football action all season long, betonline.ag is the place to do it. So here's what you need to do. Go to betonline.ag using your mobile device, your desktop computer. Use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts all right cue the music it's time to start the show welcome to the believe in Steelers show on the believe network i'm your host mark bergen flying solo the one-man band today and the steelers entering a bye week in week nine of the nfl season but they were active during Tuesday's trade deadline, trading Chase Claypool to the Chicago Bears, and that's where we'll start today's show. And I think this trade, and I had recorded an immediate reaction immediately after it happened before yesterday's 4 p.m. Eastern deadline. I think this trade is a win-win for both teams, and let me explain my logic here. The Steelers aren't going to make the playoffs this season at 2-6. and six. Since the NFL moved to a 16-game regular season schedule in 1978, there is one team that has gone on to make the playoffs after a 2-6 and six start. You're talking about your 2020 Washington football team. When the Washington football team won the NFC East with a 7-9 and nine record. So you can eliminate the playoffs. Claypool under contract through this season and through next season on his rookie deal, a second-round pick out of Notre Dame in 2020, and he showed signs of promise, at least when Ben Roethlisberger was the quarterback. But at this point now, he has two years left on his rookie deal. If he's not going to help you this year, who knows what the Steelers will look like in the 2023 season. The Steelers can essentially reload, and they get a second-round pick back from the Bears 
and they get the Bears pick too because remember, the Bears have a ton of draft picks. They could have traded back the Ravens pick, but they get the Chicago Bears pick. And also, in this Claypool deal, there were reports that the Packers also wanted Chase Claypool and also offered the Steelers a second-round pick. Both the Bears and Packers stand at 3-5 and right now, and the Steelers think the Bears are going to have a worse record. This, to me, makes sense considering the Bears traded two of their star defensive players in Robert Quinn and Roquan Smith. So the Steelers are bottoming out. The Bears potentially get... Uh, the Bears potentially get Justin Fields some help on the outside because the upcoming free agent receiver class is weak. And the Bears have Darnell Mooney, but other than the two running backs and David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert in the backfield, who do the Bears really have around Justin Fields that's going to be there for the foreseeable future? So the Bears get a, a receiver still on his rookie contract. Two years left, you can evaluate what he does for the remainder of this season and next season. And then the bears can decide, okay, do we want to offer chase Claypool lucrative contract extension, or do we want to let him test the free agent market? Remember the Steelers gave Deontay Johnson, a huge contract extension in the off season. And George Pickens looks like he's the part as a rookie. We don't know what Calvin Austin, the third will do considering he's going to be done for the rest of the year. He had foot surgery on IR for the rest of the year. And the rest of the Steelers receivers, I'm talking about Steven Sims, Gunnar Oshesky, Miles Boykin. They will have the opportunity to prove themselves now. But the one position group, maybe other than linebacker, that the Steelers know, draft, and develop the best is the receiver position. They've done it time and time and time and time again. So the fact that the Steelers got a second-round pick for Claypool to where they can reload and then get a new rookie deal for four years for a second-round pick from the Bears. Again, it's why I think this is potentially a win-win for both teams. The Bears also keep Claypool away from the Packers as well. So what I, want, I don't want to belittle that point either because Packers tried to get Aaron Rodgers some help, and it didn't happen. Claypool, Robbie Anderson, and Kadarius Tony all dealt before the trade deadline in recent weeks. There were other receivers out on the market. I'm talking about Brandon Cooks, Elijah Moore, Jerry Judy, all reportedly on the market. But the Packers don't help Aaron Rodgers at all. Again, the Bears are going to be fine. They still have several picks. They have a first rounder. They have a second round draft pick. Still, even though they just dealt one to the Steelers, they have a third rounder, two fourth rounders, two fifth rounders, a seventh rounder. And oh, by the way, the Bears have more than $100 million in salary cap space next offseason. So help is on the way for Justin Fields. Now, if the Steelers season ended today, they would have the fourth, 36th, and 44th overall picks in the 2023 draft. So help's coming for the Steelers as well. Remember, during the Mike Tomlin era, he's in year 16. He's squaring dead in the eye his first losing season during his tenure at Pittsburgh. The highest draft pick the Steelers have had, number 10, when they took Devin Bush. And remember, they traded up to get Bush. So the Steelers haven't gone this high in the draft in a long, long time. And if the Steelers aren't going to make the playoffs, this is a very jaded perspective. And certainly, you want to foster a winning culture. But Steelers fans should actually hope that the team loses on out if they're not going to make the playoffs because then you get a better draft pick i kind of liken it to several years ago the steelers were playing washington and mike tomlin's talking with chase young the 
star defensive end out of Ohio State. I believe he was a rookie at the time. And he just looks at him, and I'm paraphrasing here, and says, hey, we don't draft high enough to get guys that look like you. Well, this upcoming offseason in 2023, the Steelers very well might. Uh, Claypool, 6'4", 4'4", speed, size and speed that he'll bring to Chicago. Caught nine touchdowns as a rookie at 11 touchdowns overall. Remember that tied a Steelers franchise rookie record. And four of those touchdowns in the 2020 season when Ben Roethlisberger was the quarterback came on go routes. And so this season, the Steelers have struggled to throw the ball down the field. True media shows that Claypool is third in the NFL and go routes run this season with 86. He has one reception on those routes. You can blame Matt Canada. You can blame the scheme. You can blame all of that. When push comes to shove, whether it's been Trubisky or Kenny Pickett back there, they haven't gotten the ball consistently to chase Claypool to show what he's capable of because the measurables are there with Claypool. And even when he struggled a season ago, when he was celebrating, when they needed to conserve as much clock as they could against the Vikings last season, for Claypool, it was all, he has everything you want from the shoulders down. It's all up here. It's all the mental game. So maybe he can get right with Justin Fields. Remember, he was also college teammates with Bears, Ted, and Cole Komet. So they get a Notre Dame reunion in Chicago. And happy trails to Chase Claypool because I don't think he fully reached his potential in Pittsburgh. But the Steelers get good value back in a second-round pick because whoever they end up drafting to replace Claypool in the 2023 draft will be under that rookie contract for four seasons. Remember, Claypool under contract through this season, through next season, and then someone's going to have to pay him. I don't know if he'll make top dollar. I'm not saying he's a number one receiver in this league. He might be an average number two, but someone's going to pay him. And the Steelers don't really do that. They don't do that because of their track record of success in drafting and developing young receivers. As good as any franchise in the league, and it's why I like this deal for both teams. I truly think it's a win-win for both the Steelers and the Chicago Bears. If you think I'm dead wrong, let me know in the comments. I would love to hear any other feedback, but I don't think the Steelers fully tapped into Chase Claypool's capability. One final thought I have on that too. Claypool used a little bit differently this year, more in the slot, taking over for Juju Smith-Schuster, whereas I think he played on the outside more during his his in the 2020 season and 2021 season during his time in Pittsburgh when Juju would still be in the slot. Just something I've noticed in watching Steelers games. All right, Steelers also make another trade on Tuesday, bringing in cornerback William Jackson, the third from the Commanders. Jackson signed a three-year deal with the Commanders in 2021, and it just never really worked out there. 21 million guaranteed, 40 and a half million uh, as part of that three-year deal, but he was expected to be released if Washington couldn't find a trade partner. Now, the Steelers needed a cornerback considering. You saw what A.J. Brown just did to him in week eight. Three touchdowns, should have had four, 150-plus yards. And Steelers' DBs, how about the week before against the Dolphins, dropping one, two, three, four balls that should have been intercepted. And two of them were right there, point blank period. At least two of those four against Tua Tagovailoa should have been intercepted. At least two of those should have been intercepted. That's not a hyperbole either. So you're talking about 
teams scoring touchdown throws, three against Philly, one against Buffalo, one against New England, where Steelers defensive backs had their hands on passes and then the four against Miami. So you're talking about nine plays that Steelers defensive backs did not make. So that's why you trade for William Jackson. And I could go to, (laughs) I know he hasn't quite played up to what his contract was worth when he signed with Washington, but 42 forced incompletions, a 77.6 career coverage grade. Akella Witherspoon hasn't been what you hoped he would be. Now, again, Witherspoon coming off a hamstring injury, and we say, hey, your first game back, you've got to go up against A.J. Brown. (laughs) Good luck. You go right from the frying pan right into the fire, and I'm sure, like, yeah, he's good to go. Yeah, he's ready. Hamstring's still a little bit gimpy. Going up against one of the NFL's best last weekend. It was, look, there were times Witherspoon was in decent position, but you got to be able to finish the play. Mike Tomlin even said as such during the post-game news conference on Sunday. But Jackson hasn't suited up for the commander since week five. He's been dealing with the back injury. Four games played this season, 16 tackles, two passes defended, one TFL. And you hope he's a little bit better in coverage. I know there's been some stuff saying he hasn't been what the commanders had hoped. And I'll say this, the Steelers could take a flyer on Jackson. And I wouldn't imagine he'd be in a Steelers uniform beyond this season unless the Steelers decide to renegotiate that contract because he's making a lot of money right now. But it's a no risk, no reward, uh, a low risk, high reward flyer potentially because the Steelers are going to need cornerbacks. Honestly, other than Minka Fitzpatrick and I'd throw Cam Sutton in this conversation and Sutton should have several ball, several balls caught that he hasn't this season but it's been a rough season for the Steelers DBs. Certainly, certainly you have to make the adjustment of playing without TJ Watt this season. TJ Watt's been out since week one. We'll see if TJ Watt plays beyond the bye week. But again, if you're trying to get a better draft pick and we know what a game record TJ Watt can be for an opposing team's offensive line, I would almost want TJ Watt to sit. I mean, I mean, it, it, you're not going to make the playoffs anyways. I know you want to be competitive, but again, the DBs have suffered because you can't get to the quarterback as quickly as you normally would be. And I don't care if you're Chant Bailey. I don't care if you're Darrell Revis, uh, Deion Sanders. You, you can't guard a receiver for forever. You're only as good as you are up front and can get to the quarterback with four. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And the Steelers have struggled to do that in Watt's absence. At times, they were better against Jalen Hurts this past week, but was it good enough to win? Absolutely not. Nowhere close. So that's why you bring in William Jackson the third. You take a flyer on him. The Steelers will receive a 2025 conditional sixth, excuse me, 2025 conditional seventh round pick in the deal, while Washington gets a 2025 conditional sixth round draft pick in return. So they're essentially swapping 
seventh rounder for a sixth rounder in addition to the Steelers getting Jackson. All right, it was a busy day yesterday. I think 10 trades went down, and I believe it was the most in NFL history. It was almost like uh, the NBA trade trade deadline or MLB, the hot stove, the hot stove. I'll tell you what, though. Uh, I look at a few moves where it's like, could this help put teams over the top? Tuesday specifically, the Dolphins bringing in Bradley Chubb from the Denver Broncos. If the Dolphins actually want to go on a run and compete in the AFC East, I'm not sure they're going to catch the Bills, but maybe they get the wild card spot. You've got to be able to get to the quarterback with four. And so Chubb, it costs Miami a first-round pick and running back Chase Edmonds. But the reason why you bring in Chubb is the Dolphins can't get to the quarterback with a four-man rush consistently. Sack rate 3.6%. That's 30th in the NFL this season. Now, when they blitz, it's a higher sack rate at 8.8%, but that leads your secondary vulnerable. Goes exactly what I'm talking about for why the Steelers bring in William Jackson. Now, in addition to Chubb, you also get Jeff Wilson running back from San Francisco. So the Dolphins, for me, were one of the winners yesterday because if you're actually going to try to compete and go on a run, and win your first postseason game since the 2000 season. These are the kind of moves you have to make. And it's going to cost you a pretty penny. Bradley Chubb, first rounder, hey, the Broncos are going to get back someone good potentially in this draft. But that lets me know where the Broncos are at as well. As sellers before the deadline, bringing in Russell Wilson. Look, I know they beat the Jaguars in London this last week. Tells me everything I need to know. Tells me everything I need to know. Another winner, the Minnesota Vikings, TJ Hawkinson. And he might have been the second best player dealt yesterday. It's not, say, Mark Andrews or uh, Travis Kelsey, but the fact that the Vikings can get a tight end within their own division, give Kirk Cousins a security blanket, give him another target because teams are going to start and at least try to eliminate Justin Jefferson on the outside. Vikings still have Adam Thielen, still have Dalvin Cook. It's a high-profile offense, but the question still hinges on Kirk Cousins' ability in the playoffs, which we know how that's gone. We know how the last 30 to 40 years of Minnesota Vikings football has gone come postseason. The Vikings still only have one loss, but I'm still skeptical. I'm still skeptical. I do think Hawkinson helps them, though. And remember, this was a team – Tyler Conklin, their tight end from a year ago, he's on the Jets now. Irving Smith Jr., expected to miss 8 to 10 weeks with an ankle sprain. You needed to fill that void, and the Vikings did that. And they do that within their own division again. Surprising deal, but it went down yesterday. Also, I hate to admit this as someone who hosts a Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, but the Ravens bringing in Roquan Smith, NFL leader in tackles, And he's got the most tackles since coming into the league other than a guy by the name of Bobby Wagner. This is a great, great acquisition by the Ravens. The question I have is Roquan Smith's going to get the bag in the offseason, right? Is he going to stay in Baltimore beyond this season? And clearly they think that, and I'm talking the Ravens here, that Patrick Queen wasn't good enough. And so you you solidify your defense, bring in one of the best young linebackers in football, a guy who's been an all-pro, not just a pro bowler, 
all pro best at his position. He's everywhere. And look, he's going to get the bag this offseason. Lamar Jackson's also in a contract season. Interesting, though. Roquan Smith represents himself. Lamar Jackson represents himself. What if in a world Roquan Smith negotiates Lamar's deal and vice versa? Be kind of funny. The Jags getting Calvin Ridley too. Ridley uh, suspended for the remainder of this season, at least due to gambling. But you're potentially getting Trevor Lawrence, a number one target, number two target. And you give up, what, a fifth round pick for him? That was one of those deals where it's not going to help the Jags this season. But next season, you might have gotten a Bugatti for 50 cents on the dollar. I like that deal for the Jaguars. Bills bringing in Naheem Hines. Ike and I talked about, are the Bills going to bring in Kareem Hunt? They were rumored to get Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey obviously goes to the 49ers. But the Bills still try to make upgrades to their running game. And they get Colts running back Naheem Hines on Tuesday in exchange for Zach Moss, a conditional 2023 sixth-round pick. That can become a fifth-round pick. So clearly the Bills were trying to do what Ike has been saying now for a few weeks, that they're trying to upgrade the running game, take some of the onus off Josh Allen. Josh Allen's been the MVP through eight weeks this year, but he can't do it all himself. And you worry, one scramble gone wrong, and you either take his ability to wait a scramble or he gets hurt, put more of that onus on the running back position. That's why you bring in Naheem Himes for the Bills. But the three winners to me, the Dolphins, the Vikings, the Ravens. I do like what the Steelers did in free agency because, or excuse me, during the trade deadline. Because if you're not going to compete this season, what are things you can do to, to better position yourself for the 2023 season? Drip through some week nine matchups. Thursday night, Eagles at Texans. Eagles, 14-point road favorites. And this was a Texans team that could not stop Derrick Henry. Could not stop Derrick Henry. And the Titans rookie quarterback filling in for Ryan Tannehill. Malik Willis didn't really look NFL ready. And the Texans still couldn't stop Derrick Henry. So the Eagles, we know, can beat you in several ways. You got Jalen Waddell, A.J. Brown on the outside, Miles Sanders in the backfield, Jalen Hurts throwing the ball, scrambling, making plays, and, oh, their defensive front, even if Jordan Davis misses some time and he got hurt, hope he gets back quickly. You still have up front, hmm, Fletcher Cox. You still have Robert Quinn. You still have Javon Hargrave. I'm taking the Eagles on the road and 14 points. I want to see how high this line goes. You need, if you look, if you think 14 points is too much and that is a lot in the NFL, I promise you this throw the Eagles in a money line parlay. No chance the Eagles lose on Thursday night. Absolutely zero chance. Texans won five and one right now. I know things look dire for the Steelers. The Texans to me are the worst team in the entire NFL. So give me the Eagles on the road. I like them to cover, but if you think 14 is too much, throw that in a parlay and increase your odds there. You're not going to get a ton back on the money line, but there is no chance that the Texans upset the Eagles on Thursday night. Panthers at Bengals. The Panthers lost in a crazy way on Sunday to the Falcons. DJ Moore scores on a Hail Mary touchdown, rips off his helmet, 
Panthers miss the extra point. They miss a field goal in overtime, and the Falcons end up scoring and winning in that one. Bengals got smoked by the Browns on Monday night football, but I think they regroup here. Life without Jamar Chase is going to be a little bit difficult, but I know Joe Burrow kind of salvaged himself a little bit with two fourth quarter touchdown passes, but the Bengals didn't look good against the Browns. This is a tough Panthers team, but I'm going to take the Bengals at home. I'm going to take the Bengals at home. I think they cover the seven and a half. I think the embarrassment in prime time, on Monday night football. I just think they they regroup this upcoming week. Bills at Jets builds a 13-point road favorite. Zach Wilson struggling against the Patriots as well. The Bills have now won 11 consecutive games when Stefan Diggs has more than 100 yards receiving. But other than Diggs, Josh Allen struggled against the Packers. Other than Diggs, he was 7 of 17 for a touchdown and two picks when he was not targeting Stefan Diggs. So if the team can't stop it, you know, don't try to fix what's not broken. Consistently go to Diggs and go from there. I think the Bills take care of business on the road. You know what? I do think that the Jets cover, though. So I do think the Bills will win this game, but I think the Jets, stout defensively, I think they will cover. 13 points. A 13-point road favorite. That's the thing that's crazy. The Thursday night game, Eagles are 14-point road favorites. Bills are 13-point road favorites. Heavy, heavy road favorites this week. It's a lot of points. I think the Jets cover. I do think the Bills win this one, though. Dolphins at Bears. Dolphins, a five-point road favorite. And this Dolphins team has looked different when Tua's out on the field. A lot of criticism of Tua going into the year, but this is a different offense when he's under center at the quarterback position. 476 yards of total offense in the 31 to 27 victory over the Lions at Ford Field in Detroit. And Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, their numbers this season are scary. Scary. And I know we're past Halloween. Hill is on pace for 2,042 yards. It would shatter Calvin Johnson's record of 1,964 yards. Now, remember, Calvin Johnson did that in 2012 when you played a 16-game regular season schedule. And Jalen Waddles, the slacker, because he's on pace for 1,545 yards and 11 touchdowns. He's the slacker compared to Tyreek Hill. You take one away, you still have to worry about the other. And it's been... Absolutely incredible. One other thing, too, with Chicago, you're not having the two defensive players you've had all season long in Robert Quinn and Roquan Smith. They, they're out of town. They just got traded. Chase Claypool's first game as a Bears receiver, still. I, I think you see what Ryan Poles, the Bears general manager, is doing. You just traded your two best defensive players, your sellers at the deadline. Give me the Dolphins on the road to cover the five points. Sunday night football, Titans at Chiefs. Chiefs a 13-point favorite at home in Kansas City at Arrowhead Stadium. Chiefs bring in Kadarius Tony, a new weapon for Patrick Mahomes. Curious to see how he fits into the mix. I think the Chiefs get creative with all their different toys and everything. Tyreek Hill, obviously, no longer there. But the Titans team that just keeps winning, Derrick Henry with 100-yard games and four consecutive games. But if it's Malik Willis who goes, 
how is the rookie quarterback who really didn't do anything against the lackluster Texans team going to keep up with Kansas City when you've got Mahomes and Kelsey and Hardman and all of the weapons that the Chiefs have and really Patrick Mahomes' ability. So to me, this game is as simple as Mahomes going up against Malik Willis or even if it is Tannehill. The Titans do consistently win, though, but I think that they're a byproduct of playing in a weak division in the AFC South. I like the Chiefs at home, 13-point favorites. I just I trust the Chiefs' ability to put up points, and I'm not sure the Titans can match it. So to me, it's as simple as that. Curious to see what Kadarius Tony can do, though. He's been out with a hamstring injury since week two. Curious to see what he can do with Mahomes. Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, and company in Kansas City. We'll see. Monday night, Ravens at Saints. Ravens a three-point road favorite. Roquan Smith in a Ravens uniform. I'm not looking forward to this when the Steelers have to play the Ravens. Now, the Saints coming off an impressive victory. They shut out the Ravens. Saints at home. New Orleans is always a great atmosphere at home. But I like the Ravens, and I think Lamar Jackson and company continue to get it done. And I like the Ravens as the road favorite. I like Lamar. And Roquan Smith, I think, definitely shores up that defense. That This Ravens team, it's going to be the Ravens and Bengals, in my opinion, in the AFC North. I know the Browns just took care of business in Week 8 against the Bengals, but once Jamar Chase gets back into the mix for the Bengals in the coming weeks, and then we know what Lamar can do. He's in a contract season. So you got to win here. I'm going to take the Ravens on the road, three-point road favorites on Monday night. Thank you for taking the time to watch the Believe in Steelers show. My name's Mark Berg, and I want to thank the Believe Network. I want to thank our video producers over at Brinks TV, led by John Brinkus, Courtney Vargas, Herbert Diaz, producers Megan and Yancey. Also today's sponsor of the Believe in Steelers show, betonline.ag. They'll take care of your NFL gambling needs throughout the rest of the season. I want to thank you, the listeners and the viewers of the Believe in Steelers show. Thank you for taking the time and making us a part of your day. I'll go ahead and sign off here. I'm Mark Bergen. Thanks for watching the Believe in Steelers show. We'll be back next week. Break down all of the week nine action. Until then, take care. And so long, everybody. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.